When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tennessee's roster didn't just get stronger, but it at least stayed intact to some degree. What can you tell me? Yeah, so um, I want to actually credit Rocky Top Insider for doing uh, their journalistic work on this. They reached out to a UT spokesperson who confirmed that both Javante Spragans and Elijah Simmons are back with Tennessee football for the start of winter workouts, which makes it pretty clear that even though not, neither one of them like officially announced a return for their super senior seasons, it is 100% that they're coming back for their super senior seasons now. It's, it's, it's confirmed because of that move. So Spragans and Simmons back. We expected both. Spragans was kind of up in the air. That Spragans is a huge confirmation for Tennessee, though. They need that for their offensive line. So that's the real story. Okay, why? Javante Spragans is, I would argue, the best run-blocking guard in the SEC. And I know some people find me to be crazy when I say that, but if you guys watched Tennessee two years ago, their offense was able to go because of the downfield blocking that Javante Spragans did on the run plays, particularly. Last year, it wasn't as effective because without Jerome Carvin, Ollie Lane was just just struggled severely, and so did Andre Carrick. Um, but and and you need both guards. But Spragans was still reliable. Spragans next to Cooper Mays is a huge, huge boost to Tennessee's run game. They need the run game to make this offense go. And when you got those two guys, now it's now they just have to find a left guard. Assuming everybody stays healthy, they. Just need to find a left guard. We thought they were going to have to replace. Dave, you talked about it. You said, remember the start of 2023? We talked about how 2024 offensive line is a big concern. Well, all of a sudden, offensive line is no longer a concern for Tennessee, assuming everybody stays healthy. It's arguably a strength now, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, depth is a question. But Travis stole it from me. Travis and I think too much alike. The offensive line, and I I thought this if they got Cooper back, because I thought the dominoes like Spragans would fall into place that Tennessee's offensive line would go from being a question mark to a strength, and it has done that. So it's exactly what I was going to say. Um, now, Elijah Simmons has announced his his return. No, or not announced. They were just confirmed at, at right. workouts. Right. just been confirmed at workouts, um, which is the, – the, these are not great surprises. But – and by the way, we've got a – speaking of surprise, a surprise BFL that will join us here in just about seven minutes. So – but um, listen, the one player on this roster that can go from okay to special is named Elijah Simmons. 
he has an opportunity with an incredible offseason to be the Jalen Hyatt of defense. The guy that goes from pretty good to, uh-oh, this guy's special. I don't know if he's not angry enough. I don't know if he needed a worse upbringing. I don't know what the case is. But the guy has got a joke, but a coach once told me, he said the best linebackers were beating his children. So well, that sounds awful. But you got to get angry, man. You got to do something. Patches a hula hand. It's exactly. I mean, my goodness gracious. He has all the talent in the world. He's, I've been told he's almost as physically gifted as Darnell Wright, who could do backflips at 330 pounds. So basically what you're saying is they should pay his mom to show up at games with some random boyfriend that'll make Elijah Simmons really, really mad. <laughs> oh, it's a dodgeball reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or pay, I don't know if he has a girlfriend. I don't know if he has a girlfriend. Pay his girlfriend to show up to games with like some other boyfriend flirting with her. And him see that on the field, so then he can get really angry. I feel and... like here's my issue with Simmons. I feel like he's okay with being average. Like he's okay with being the 330 pound um anchor in the middle of the defensive front. When in reality, you should want to rip up field and affect the passing game as well, not just be the anchor, right? He is okay with doing what he's supposed to do, but not doing what he could do. No, I feel you. I, you know, thinking about this now, they're not the same type of player at all, even though they both play defensive tackle. I mean, Elijah Simmons, isn't he the type of guy that could use a John Chavis as a head coach or as a defensive coordinator? Because you told me that Albert Hainsworth showed up a really nice guy and they had to like teach him to be mean, right? They had to make him angry. Didn't they? Uh, well, that was and... that was Jeff Fisher that did that at the NFL level. Uh, I would argue, yes, but he had enough ability at the college level. He could have been totally pleasant. He could have been stoned as a... Yeah, but he had anger issues at the college level. Wait, so they had to like... True, he did. He had anger issues, period. <laughs> they didn't instill anger issues in him. Uh, oh, I thought he was like a super nice guy and they instilled anger and they, they got him angry and then he had trouble turning it off when he got angry. That was, he told me that was the that was a Fisher. That was the NFL. Now, he had anger issues as he gave the whole South Carolina student section the one-finger salute when he left the field when Tennessee beat the Gamecocks back in the day. That was hilarious with Bud Ford pulling in his jersey. And you've probably heard of the time, I've told this before, with the pole incident where he was going to beat Will, try to beat Will off in Husel up with a pole. And he got his jersey ripped off stopping in the middle of practice. Uh, stopping him from getting to Offenhusel, got kicked out of practice, came back, and Philip Fulmer finally got him to calm down. Um, that's a lot. It's a mouthful. But somebody needs to do that with Elijah Simmons. I mean, somebody. Just so, Well, okay, here's the question, though. If you ride him hard, is he the type that you can get angry, or will he go away and cry? You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like... Can can you ride him enough to where like can you trigger something in Elijah to to get him to go off? Well, I mean, can you get the Bobby Boucher moment? Like, think of everybody who's been mean to you, Elijah. Think of everybody who's been mean to you. Well, that's Rodney Garner. Over the years, right? I mean, that's up to him, isn't it? Yeah, he's got to find a way to trigger Elijah. He does. You're right. How different is and... this defensive front if he's a rip and tear guy? If he's closer to Vince Wilfork than he is Taria Smalls. Here's a blast from the past. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, how different is it? Seriously, think about this. We already talked about how elite Tennessee's edge rushers are. Imagine if they have an anchor in the middle who has to command like two or three guys blocking him with James Pierce on the outside. Yeah. I mean, that is we're talking about an amazing, amazing defensive lineman at that point. And 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 look, maybe going against Spragans will help. Spragans blocks mean, doesn't he? And so, you know, it's um I mean, maybe those one-on-one matchups will help. You need to talk to Cooper this. Get Cooper Mace to find a way to trigger Elijah Simmons. Um, I'm sure he's, he's trying in practice. Um, yeah. I'm sure he's trying. But that, I mean, that and goes... by the way, this isn't... Hmm? No, go ahead. Finish. This is... And, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You know, uh, I can tell you this. Every... Think the NBA for a minute. Big players down low. They check you and they punk you down low and they try to test you and you got to be able to handle it. And I mean, that's why Blake Griffin never became the superstar he could have been because of that. So yeah, no, you you got to trigger Elijah Simmons. I don't know how you're going to trigger him on the defensive line, but you got to figure out a way to bring the nasty streak out of him because his potential is through the roof. And again, because I haven't seen it yet, Javante Spragans is the bigger returnee to this point of the two. Agreed. But the greatest potential I'm telling you is not even close. It is Elijah Simmons.